You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We got some work to do. This is the Advanced Scout with Tom Offerman and Matt Williamson. The 1-2 and two Steelers welcome the 1-2 and two Jets into Acroshore Stadium at 1 p.m. this coming Sunday. Your Pittsburgh Steelers are coming off a loss against the Cleveland Browns on Thursday Night Football, and that really feels like it's months ago <laughs> at this point. The Jets are 1-2. and two. Like I mentioned, they were handled last week by the Bengals. Matt, this is the first time all season that the Pittsburgh Steelers are favored in the money line, or in the spread. Ah, that makes some sense. I mean, some close ones, obviously. I thought the uh, – I was wrong, but I thought the uh, – Browns and Patriots spread were a little extreme, but again, I was wrong about that. Um, they should be a favorite against the Jets. They're, they're struggling a little bit. Before we get into the series history, these are two amazing stats with the Jets. New York is one of three teams that have had the ball trailing by double-digit points in at least every single game so far this I know. year. It's hard to believe. This is better, though. I know. It's amazing. The Jets have led on the scoreboard for just one single offensive snap <laughs> the entirety of the season. I think that translates to about 20 seconds of it's game 22 time, seconds. I saw that today, too. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? And, and that's the end of the Browns craziness game. You know, I mean, that's basically it. And didn't even get up to a field goal lead to start, you know, start any game or anything like that. It's astounding when you it think is. about it that they're one and two. That they have yeah, a win right. under their belt. Because... That's like the most unlikely win yes. in the last 20 years. And on paper, they really might be the worst team in the NFL through the first three weeks of the season. Don't yeah. get me wrong. There's a couple that have a case to be made. Yeah, there's a lot of bad teams right now. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people are down on the Steelers after two straight losses, but I'm telling you, if you look around the league, correct, a lot of people have it worse. First game between the Jets and the Steelers took place in November of 1970 with the Steelers winning that matchup. They would actually win the first nine games in this series before finally falling to the Jets in 1988. But if you're not Pittsburgh after that, the Steelers went on to win another five games in a <laughs> row. That means for the first 15 times these teams met, the Steelers won 14 of the matchups. Most recently, the Jets got the better of the Steelers in 2019. New York won the game 16-10. to but the Steelers have won four of the most recent six games. Overall, it's a 20-6 to lead, including the playoffs for the Steelers. And, of course, we all remember one of those playoff wins being that AFC Championship game in the 2010 season to punch your ticket to play Green Bay in the Super Bowl. Let's start with the Jets' offense, Matt. Yeah. Turned the ball over four times last week against the Bengals. Their season differential is minus four as a team. They possessed the ball 27 minutes and 36 seconds last week. Their 29 minutes and 17 second average of time of possession is pretty much right around league average. Uh, the Steelers just abysmal with 24-15 for Brutal. reference Brutal. there. Yeah, I think the big question with the Jets this week is the quarterback. And yeah, it's hard to comment on the O. Right now, recording this on Tuesday, we won't know for sure probably until tomorrow, Wednesday, what's going to happen. But I think they're leaning towards Zach Wilson. I think he's going to be the guy. 
I'm not sure he's the better option. You know, that might be good news so for that's the That's what Steelers. I was just going to ask yeah. you. Who would you prefer? Wilson was abysmal as a rookie. Yes. I mean, that's last we've seen. He's got a lot of talent. He was a second overall pick just a year ago. Um, my concerns with Wilson coming out, and they really bore true, was when you play at BYU, and I learned this in my year in the league with, with the Browns, all those offensive linemen are like, 25 years old mission, you know, they they, <laughs> right. they go on their missions and stuff and then they come back and they're, they're grown men and Wilson played, you know, not a great level of competition. They don't play great. They don't play Bama and LSU, you know, so he had all day to throw and could do, you know, great things in that environment. Well, that's not the case here. And he's really struggled dealing with the speed of the game. Could he, you know, turn his career around in year two? Absolutely. I mean, Aikman and Peyton Manning and guys like that had awful rookie years too. Right. But there's no signs to show that's on the horizon. That bad rookie year that you were mentioning, nine touchdown passes with 11 interceptions thrown, only averaging 179 and a half yards per game and completing just 55.6% of his passes. Flacco, on the other hand, a little deceptive start to the year because he's fifth in the NFL as far as passing yardage is concerned. But there's only two quarterbacks with a lower yards per completion. Kyler Murray and stop me if you are surprised about this one, but Mitch Trubisky is also <laughs> down there in the basement. Yeah, and first off, the Jets have really good young weapons. I mean, they got three receivers. Yeah, they no got question. A t- yeah, tight end that's involved. They got two backs, and they threw the ball a ton. I mean, will they do that with Wilson? Who's to say? But Flacco threw a lot, but... Short stuff, you know, and, and he's been around the block, I mean, obviously. Um, so it's hard to guess what, like, their run-pass ratio will be with a new quarterback. Especially but, a new quarterback that can run the ball himself. Yeah, right, right. He's an athlete. Joe isn't. But um, this isn't really where you're going, but it, since we brought up how how often they throw the football, they've run a lot of plays on offense. And to me, that's the biggest thing, and you touched on it earlier, that is killing the Steelers right now is the time of possession is horrible for Pittsburgh. The number of plays the defense has to play through three games is horrible, and you just can't win that way. So if the Jets win this game, my hunch is they run 70 plays and the defense looks tired at the end, and you know, and they get a break or whatever. Kind of like the formula has been to beat the Steelers in the previous yeah, two games. Yeah, right, right, played. right. Good point. Most pass-happy team in the league, like you're saying, they love to throw the ball. They pass the ball 74.3% of their snaps. The Raiders are the only other team in the NFL that's at a clip of 70% or higher, and they're struggling mightily Narrow to start three, the season yeah, right. as well. Uh, before we get to those trio of wide receivers, and as and you the mentioned, end, they've never had the lead for more than one play, so maybe that's part <laughs> of it as well. 22 seconds of yeah. game time. Uh, when I see that you pass the ball a lot, and I think Pittsburgh Steelers, I think a lot of opportunities to sack the quarterback. Yeah. Three sacks surrendered per game so far for the Jets, so that's seventh most in the league. So offensive line not exa- exactly you know covering themselves in glory for New York. And no. Joe Flacco is a bit of a statue back there. Zach Wilson, if he plays, his awareness ain't the best. No, either. he holds so the ball and right. Could right. be a good sack day for the Steelers even without number ninety. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Um, I do like their guards a lot. They they spent big money in draft picks on on Vera Tucker and Tomlinson, so they've put a lot of resources in the O line. But Mackay Becton's out. Um, the tackles aren't great. Center's okay. Um, you throw that much, you're going to get hit. And I think the Steelers can rush the passer without, with or without Watt, obviously with. Um, so, yeah, that's a good call. I, I would think that the quarterback goes down a few times in this one. 
The Steelers have already allowed four wide receivers to reach at least 95 yards receiving in a game this season. Jamar Chase, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, and Amari Cooper. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and Corey Davis make up the big three mm-hmm. for the Jets receiving core. Uh, some potential good news for Steelers fans, though, although not good news for the Jets or Garrett Wilson's sake, is he left the game hurt against True. Uh, last week against the Bengals. So potential that he might not be in there. Even if he's not, I think Elijah Moore and Corey Davis are more than capable wide receivers. You just yeah. said this a couple minutes ago, but it's it's a pretty formidable trio that has a lot of potential. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they gave Davis a lot of money two years ago. Elijah Moore was an early second-round pick. I, I love the player. Uh, I think he does everything well. And Wilson, I think, was the eighth or ninth pick in the draft this year. And the little we've seen of him in the NFL, he kind of looks like a star already. Yes. Um. Does most of his work out of the slot, although he's more proficient outside the numbers, but it's working. I mean, those three have been really good. And Tyler Conklin, the tight end, too, has definitely thrown himself into the mix. Eight or eight catches last week for 84 yards against the Bengals on the field for 67 of a possible 78 snaps. It's funny, you know, they signed Uzama in the offseason from the Bengals, mm-hmm. who was not a huge part of the Bengals' offense, but he made some splash plays, and you think he'd be more involved in the Jets' offense, and I think it's a good thing for their sake that he's the number two on their depth chart, and Conklin's more the guy that's in the mix. They have yeah. a pretty deep tight end room. I think he has a third most targets amongst all tight ends. He's playing an extremely high number of snaps, Conklin, that is. Better athlete than people think. You probably don't know the name, and you just say, oh, he must be a blocking tight end. No, he can run, and he can make plays. Um, again, will that usage keep up with Wilson? That's a tough call. Yeah, he's been targeted at least seven times in every game this year. Only two tight ends, like you said, have more targets on the season than Conklin. But he only averages 1.5 yards per route run, which is pretty low for an NFL tight end. But it's also makes a lot of sense when you think that Joe Flacco is just not pushing the ball down the field. So, and they is don't it a, that great. Is it a bit know. of a mirror image kind of thing from the Steelers' defense? Is this like the same offense they've been seeing in practice? or the, the, <laughs> In a way, right. right? I like mean, it's a short passing good skill game guys. with a lot of good skill. Yeah, A lot of good young skill. Um, some questions on the O-line, but some also you know questions of quarterback. Yeah, I guess there is some similarities. Interesting to me that the Jets aren't really running the ball that much either. Since they invested a draft pick in Brees Hall, an early draft mm-hmm. pick in Brees Hall, Michael Carter, I think, has been a decent player. But I like Carter. Yeah. You know, yeah, they play. Uh, Hall played 42 snaps. Carter saw action on 36 plays last week. So they're splitting pretty evenly between the two of them. But they're just not really utilizing them that much. Not as runners. They're catching a lot of balls. Um, Hall was the first draft, first uh, running back drafted. I thought he was clearly the best back in this class. This past week, the numbers don't really bear it out, but the film and the situation does. I think they're starting to give Hall more and more and more. Okay. He's a more explosive runner. He's more of the – kind of reminds me of Le'Veon Bell just in terms of mm. usage. You know, His style's a little sort of similar too. He's a stop-start, patient guy. Um, so I think they're starting to trust him more and more. Yeah, he averaged 4.9 yards per carry last week on just eight carries. Probably going to get a little bit more than eight carries this week. And as the season goes on, like you said, they'll probably make the transition to him being that number one guy for the Jets' offense in the backfield. If I were the Jets, I'd try to run the ball. I mean, I know it's not really in your DNA, but no matter who the quarterback is, Steelers have been really struggling to stop the run the past couple weeks. I know you don't got Nick Chubb, but I think it's worth a shot. I I think that would be my approach if I were them because I want to, you know— protect Wilson as much as humanly possible. Yes. And you trade it up for Hall, who's the first back drafted. I said they got a pair of guards that'll move people. 
and I'm not arguing with you at all. The run defense obviously is a sore spot amongst our listeners right now, and I get that. But I almost feel like I'm mad at myself because I didn't predict the. I, I thought they'd hold up better than they did against the Browns a week ago. But the these are the facts. I mean, going into the Browns game, the defense have played a ridiculous number of snaps for two games. Correct. Then you have a super short week on the road against the best running team in the league, <laughs> the best ball carrier in the league, the best backup ball carrier in the league, the best set of guards, and an elite offensive line. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Did you think the Steelers gonna always going to get out yeah. 30 nothing? And, <laughs> you know, so I kind of saw that one coming, and I should have been more on top of it. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Flipping over to the Jets' defense, 27 points per game allowed, which is in the bottom third of the league. There are 105 yards yielded on the ground and 231 surrendered through the air. It's actually kind of right in the middle for both of those as far as the league breaks down right now. But when you look at the Jets and what opposing wide receivers are able to do to them, the Jets allow 9.7 yards per target, which is 31st in the NFL, and a league-high 12.5% touchdown rate to the position. So they've invested in that secondary. It's not a bad secondary on paper, but it's getting torched in the early onset from wide receivers. And it's learning. You know, the defensive front is okay. The linebackers aren't great. The secondary is a work in progress. They use two... Two first-round picks on defense, Sauce Gardner and Jermaine Johnson late in the first round, traded back up for him. And both those guys have been good, but they're rookies. Um, Gardner's interesting to me in that he did really well against Jamar Chase last week. and But then Higgins and Boyd killed him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So it's just they're, they're still putting a team together, you know? Yeah, it's really pick your poison with those Bengals, too, as the Steelers are well aware. I wonder they, if he follows Deontay, though. I haven't given that much thought, but that, that could be something they try. They do do a decent job against the run, and last week especially, Joe Mixon only had 24 yards on his dozen carries. Bengals just averaged 2.5 yards per rush. New York yielding just 3.7 yards per carry on the ground. So, you know, just on the surface, it looks like the plan of attack should be through the air, which... I kind of like because you want to force the Steelers offense into pushing the ball down the field more. Yeah. And just like last week with the Browns, this is a favorable matchup that you can do that in. I mean, look at what it did with the, I'm not saying you're the Bengals on offense, but it was totally a get right game for them offensively, especially yeah. through the air and Joe Burrow against this Jets secondary. Maybe the Steelers can use it as somewhat of that same thing. It's it's a good viewpoint. And I agree with you. Uh, you would hope that the Steelers look at this thing and say, I know we're having some offensive struggles, but we're still the better team. Yes. Let's take the fight to them. Let's dictate to our opponent. Let's make them cover 
our four or five, you know, top receivers play him time and time again. I think they should be able to protect reasonably well against the Jets. And Mitch, you know, sink or swim. Yeah. To what you were saying about the protection against the Jets, the Steelers' offensive line has been pretty good protection-wise all year, and the Jets don't have anyone on their team with more than one and a half sacks so far yeah. in the season. They've only gotten five quarterback sacks in just three games on the year. They blitzed Joe Burrow on just 10 occasions last week. On those 10 plays, Burrow completed so well. seven passes for 119 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns, so really burned them the very few times that they decided to get some pressure on him. They can't pressure the quarterback at all, really. So no. with the offensive line doing better than expected in pass pro and a very lackluster pass rush, I think you're fine against this Jets team. It, Another, you know, point in the basket of pass the ball against them. Yeah, team. and the way they're designed on defense, Robert Salah, the head coach, came over from the Niners who put more resources into defensive linemen than anyone out there. So they want to rush four and, you know, play it softer on the back end and get after you like, you know, like the Niners do with Bosa. And they have Quinn and Williams, and they paid Lawson, and they traded up for Johnson, but they don't have the Niners front to pull that off. And as you mentioned, blitzing didn't go well. The Jets' opponents are scoring just under 10 more points per game than New York is producing. They've been outscored by 29 points. Only Tennessee has a worse point differential in the AFC, and a lot of heavy lifting in the Titans' favor is from that Bills blowout. Yeah, good point. That really skewed their point differential. I look at the defense, Matt, and – it's kind of improving, I guess, just if anything, you have some recognizable names or some guys that you... The Jetsy? Yeah. Yeah. It's guys you recognize from college that you think, sure. yeah, this guy could blossom into a pretty decent NFL player. I don't know if the results are there yet, but at least there's a foundation there. No, I I do think this is a strong front office overall. I mean, they had to really hit rock bottom. Yes. They're building both lines. It's just going to take a while. You know, I mean... Some of these young guys, Gardner, Johnson, you know, Brees Hall, you know, Quincy Williams or Quincy Wilson, um, uh, all these early picks the last couple of years, namely, you know, Wilson, the quarterback in in particular. If if the quarterback plays all right, I do think this team has a, a future, but we'll see. Yeah, the roster definitely has some bones to it. Yeah, yeah. Is C.J. Mosley still the straw that stirs the drink on the defense? Uh, they want it to be Sauce Gardner, I'm sure, sure yeah. eventually. I would say it's Quentin Williams, the defensive tackle. You see him get into it with yeah. the staff on the weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would have been scary. Handful. Yeah. I mean, he is a a really talented, another super early pick. Mosley's never really been the same since going to New York. but That I mean, seems to happen to some free agents that they sign. <laughs> yeah. Pell, right, right. Mosley. Yeah. Oh, you're 100% right. Mosley's had injuries. I would have to study him more to see where he's at, but he hasn't been a splash player for a while. Before we get out of here, some key matchups that you've highlighted in this game. Browns wide receiver Garrett Wilson versus whoever the Steelers cornerback is lined up opposite of him. Again, Wilson might not play in this game. Right. But it doesn't he sound like Witherspoon's going to play doesn't either. doesn't sound though. like Witherspoon's going right. to play, so that would fall on Wallace or Sutton most likely to get most of the duties against him. Let's yeah, just, we he's can mostly say in the slot, though. Any, anything. So Sutton, if the Steelers are in their usual defensive Or scheme. maybe it's Millette if it's Sutton and oh, Wallace like on the that? outside. Uh, no, I I, yeah. I don't. I think Wilson's a star in the making, but again, how how uh, healthy is he? And then Steelers wide receivers versus Ahmad Sauce Gardner, and you mentioned you'd be interested to see if he follows Deontay Johnson around the field. 
if you're the DC for the Jets, Matt, do you think that's the strategy you'd employ? If you can cut off the head of Deontay Johnson, you can maybe suffocate the rest of this receiving core? Maybe. Uh, it could be a breakout game for Pickens, though. Uh, I mean, We're hoping for that every doubt. week now. Yeah. I mean, Boyd had a big game out of the slot. Claypool's almost exclusively a slot guy now. Gardner's a remarkable prospect, and he was very impressive against Jamar Chase. So they may have a dude there. Steelers-Jets, 1 p.m. at Acroshore Stadium. For Matt Williamson, I'm Tom Opperman. We'll be back again next week with another edition of the Advanced Scout, taking a look ahead to the Buffalo Bills. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.